Hello, welcome to Drop Bar Texas, a cycling podcast about riding and racing in Texas. Have you been riding lately? If so, I sure hope you've been getting started early and staying hydrated. The heat is definitely here, and down in Houston, the humidity too. All that points to summer being in full swing. Yesterday morning, I got out for a ride, and afterwards, it took most of the day for my kit to dry out. You know, I like to hang it up outside to dry before I put it in the hamper with my other kits to be washed. Anyway, I gotta say, I was excited to ride early um, so I could catch the end of the Tour de France's opening stage. What carnage in the peloton, though. When I started watching, a replay of the spectator-caused crash was on. All I could think was, what a moron. I'm glad nearly everyone that was crashed by this woman and her sign finished the race. France24.com states the ASO is going to sue the woman if they can find her. She fled the scene and has not been found yet. Enough of that, though. Let's bring it on back into Texas. While I have ridden in many parts of our state, there are plenty of areas I have yet to explore. Hey, Texas is a big state. Anyway, one area that I have not ridden in but have wanted to explore is the valley. The Rio Grande Valley, that is. We call it the valley. And this is the southernmost part of Texas, bordering Mexico. Some of the main cities here are Brownsville, Harlingen, Westlaco, Farr, McAllen, Edinburgh, Mission, San Juan, and Rio Grande City. Recently, I learned of a race in the valley that should be on people's radar. It is Eddie's Hell of the South, or EHOTS. This previously underground race is becoming open to the public this year. David Hernandez of Valley Off-Road Bicycling Association and Fast Cholos Racing came on the podcast to tell us more about this race and why you should take on this challenge. Here's David. Yeah, I'm more than happy to share, and thanks for reaching out, Paul. Um, More than happy to talk about our organization and some of the upcoming events that we're doing, um, which we're really excited, you know, that we're kind of coming back to normal slowly and we're able to host events like this again. Uh, You know, it's been a while. We've done a lot of virtual stuff and a lot of, you know, ride on your own and, you know, not trying not to get in groups, but uh, now we're this, this event that we have coming up in July is going to be kind of our kickoff to hopefully uh, coming back to normal. But um, a little bit about myself, uh, David Hernandez, uh, live in San Benito, Texas, down here in the Valley, grew up in Brownsville. So I've lived here all my life. Okay. Uh, I, I'm the founder and the president, current president of, uh, an organization called the Valley Off-Road Bicycling Association or VORBA, which we kind of follow the same naming convention as like Gorba and Dorba. So we kind of figured like to not create confusion, <laughs> we kind of follow suit and do the same thing. Right. Uh, so we're, right. we're, we're actually an IMBA local chapter, uh, we formed in May of last year. Um, right after the pandemic hit. So I finally got a chance to sit down and get all the paperwork in order. Uh, we filed for our nonprofit status. Uh, we reached out to IMBA, worked with Jen Hill uh, and her team, and uh, we got it done. So we, we're, we're one of, I think, seven IMBA local chapters in the state of Texas for mountain biking and off-road riding. Um, so really happy about that. Uh, right now, we're currently, uh, we have a board of five, uh, and we have about 130 members that are active uh, in our community. And that's obviously mountain bikers, it's gravel riders, 
uh, it's trail builders and it's just people that volunteer and want to help out. So we're really proud of that. And what I basically did was just kind of bring everybody together. We had different groups that were kind of doing events or building trail uh, at different parts, different regions uh, of the of South Texas. And I just kind of brought everybody together under one umbrella. Uh, and obviously we wanted to get access to things like grants and funding uh, and things of that nature. Um, so uh, it's really worked out. You know, we, we've, got, we've brought our trail builders together. We've got about 60 people, volunteers um, that have tools or we've purchased tools for them. Uh, and they'll go out and they'll either build or they'll maintain the current trails that we have. Uh, and we're currently in the process of forming uh, MOUs, memorandums of understanding with our local city parks and recreation departments, which three of our four main trails uh, exist on, uh, and making sure that we have these agreements to have continued access uh, to mountain bike uh, trails. Um, so that's kind of that's the Vorba side of things. Uh, and we're doing a lot of really cool things. Uh, we just recently hosted the Texas Police Games uh, on the 17th. Oh, cool. Um, so they, they bring down people from all over the state, either, uh, active law enforcement or retired. Uh, so we're real happy. They reached out to us. We put on a race for them in Harlingen and, uh, it was a really good time. Uh, and, and they kind of know to approach us when they want to do events, uh, in the future. Uh, and they were really excited. Uh, we approached Timbra, uh, mm-hmm. when, and during the last race at Warda, uh, for the spring series. And we kind of pitched the idea of bringing down a race to South Texas. Cause right now there's, there are no races South of comfort South of, uh, San Antonio area. Uh, so we kind of pitched the idea of us hosting a race, uh, down at, at, at our Harlingen and Arroyo trails, which is our kind of our old, but, uh, current, uh, trail build project that we're working on. We're expanding it right now from what was five miles to what hopefully will be 10 to 12 miles when it's all said and done we kind of pitched that being a, a location for one of the races, either the spring series or the fall. Um, so we're excited about that. Uh, we're going to be on that calendar and uh, we're going to be able to bring down racers, you know, to South Texas. And it was, it was kind of an easy sell because like, who doesn't want to come down to go to South Padre Island or, right. you know, go to Mexico, right. Progreso, uh, and then just all the great places we have to eat and just the culture. So it was, it was kind of an easy sell. We didn't have to, we didn't have to say very much uh, to get them interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, so, it's, and, uh, I, and I bet it's different too, because you know, I mean, I, I think of like up here, um, the terrain, you know, is 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 going to be different down there than what you're used to, in, in other parts of Texas too. Um, yeah, so we our 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 trails are pretty unique. You know, you would think that everything's kind of flat down here, but um, the Harlingen trails specifically, um, they go off of the embankment of the Arroyo Colorado. So there's a natural embankment. So that means elevation that we can build, you know, climbs and drops off of. So um, it's, it's short, but punchy is what we, we call it. Uh, so it'll, it'll give, it'll give racers a good, good little workout than, than what they might not be used to. So we're excited about that. I also, uh, I also have a, a group called the RGV gravel grinders, and this is more gravel riding specifically. And it's more of a social group. You know, we do, we do rides every, every weekend in different locations. You know, we have a really nice location called Laguna Atascosa, which is a wildlife refuge. Um, so there's some gravel roads. It's about 33 miles of gravel uh, and like, uh, like rough road paved mm-hmm. pathway. 
Um, so I, I run that group. And then I'm also part of a, of, of a social group called uh, Fast Chola Racing, um, which some, some of our membership, some of our, our group, they do, they do race Timbra uh, or they race, you know, other, other types of bicycle events. Um, and it kind of came about uh, one, of, uh, one of my friends, the founder of Fast Cholo, uh, Freddy Pereira, uh, he has a product called uh, Fast Cholo Sealant. Uh, which is kind of his own homebrew uh, tire sealant that I, I'll tell you, it, it rivals Orange Seal and uh, some of the other brands that are out there. Um, so we put that in, in our mountain bike tires and our gravel tires, and we kind of swear by it. So um, he kind of started that up. That's kind of like a side business. And he, we kind of formed a brand around it, uh, started with like jerseys and caps and socks and bibs and the whole kit. Uh, and, you know, we have a, a really t- tight knit of guys that that we ride with and, and girls um, that ride with our group. And uh, we will do like monthly rides and we ride all disciplines. We do road, we do gravel, we do mountain bike. Um, it just we kind of switch it up every, every time um, so that that's what kind of what Fast Chola Sealant is. And uh, we're we're hosting this event, which is what you probably heard about, Paul, uh, which is called Eddie's Hell of the South. Um, which is kind of funny because nobody ever talked about it before. It was kind of like uh, like an urban legend, uh, <laughs> kind of like Fight Club. Like nobody talked about it, but everybody knew it existed. Uh, so uh, it's kind of a Those traditional are some event. Of the we best events have, too, right? Right. The the ones that people don't know about. Uh, so it, it's funny because I came into this event kind of at the very end of it. Um, it had been going on before, and kind of it it started. Uh, with a local bike shop called Wally's uh, that's no longer around. They got, they got bought out. Uh, they're called Turbo Bicycles now. But um, I think about eight years ago, it, it kind of started. And it was really only for people that purchased bikes from, from Wally's. So I would hear about it. I would see people post about it and say, oh, what's this all about? It was called Hell of the South or HOTS. Um, I said, oh, that's a really cool event. You know, how can I participate in it? And, and then I found out, I was like, oh, I have to have bought a bike from there. So that's why mm-hmm. I didn't know about it. But what it what it, what it was uh, at its core, and this is kind of before gravel riding kind of became a thing. Um, these guys were already riding gravel, uh, and and what it was was uh, you had to ride a road bike with you know drop bar road bike with clinchers uh, and tire width no no bigger than twenty eight millimeters. So it was basically a road bike, <laughs> but you had to ride it off road and some of the chunkiest gravel down here in South Texas and some of the wildest back roads as well. Um, so it, it kind of started off like that. And a lot of the guys, you know, um, kind of knew about it and, and, and would do this as an annual event around July 4th. And that's kind of the genesis. And I believe this started, um, if I'm not mistaken, about eight, eight years ago. Uh, and then the last one that I participated in was, I think, about three years ago. Um, so it kind of was held consecutively for about five years, more or less. I'm, I might be off on the on the on the numbers. Uh, I know the guys will correct me, <laughs> but uh, that that's kind of what it is. The the race uh, has traditionally gone from McAllen, Texas, from a place called Sophie Saloon, um, all the way to Sullivan City, uh, along some of the border wall, uh, on the levee, on some roads. Uh, on some roads that have dogs <laughs> uh, and just everything and anything that you can think of along the route. I mean, it's a pretty brutal route. It's fun when you go out because you get tailwind because uh, the route goes uh, east to west. 
but okay. coming back uh, is brutal because you're getting that headwind and uh, and you're tired and it's getting hotter in the day because it's in, you know our our summers down here are brutal. Yeah. Uh, so that that's kind of the structure of the event. And um, before you could only ride it with that configuration, you had to ride on road bike, uh, you know, geometry, drop bar, clincher, 28 millimeter tire tires. Uh, now we've kind of opened it up uh, with this year. And I, I had been talking to the guys because I said, hey, man, gravel, gravel is a big thing now. You know, it's a big segment. You know, there's huge gravel events all over Texas, all over the country, all over the world. Um, so let's include the uh, gravel bikes as well as any, any, any others that want to participate. And uh, so we kind of opened up another category, which we call unlimited, uh, which is kind of, you know, just pretty much anything that is not the traditional um, drop bar clincher 28 millimeter road bike that's on there. So that's kind of the way we have it. We have uh, traditional or classic and unlimited uh, and then men and women that participate. The event's free. Uh, we're sponsoring. We're kind of hosting the race. Uh, it's also hosted by Festolo Sealant. Um, there is a trophy for the classic traditional racers uh, that they get to put their name on. The first place winner gets to put his name on that trophy uh, with all the other past winners. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. So it's like a Stanley Cup. Yeah, it, it actually looks like or, it. Or, or the Giro. Uh, the Giro, I think they right. do that too. It's like at the, the, the top finish. The right. first and the only time that I've done it, uh, I came in last place. I had four flats because I, I, I had, this was before oh, wow. I started gravel riding. So I was on my old road bike. I had the wrong tires. I think I had like specialized cottons on it. So I was <laughs> running the completely, like the complete wrong tire because not realizing you know, the type of rocks and chunk and railroad tracks and everything that I was going to come across. Um, so I got four flats, but I finished, I think I finished with a flat. Uh, and I, I pulled in last and I actually got a nice little trophy where they scratched <laughs> out third place to they put last place. <laughs> so uh, I'll hold on to that one and I'll pass it on to the next person that that survives and makes it, you know, limping in at the very end. So but uh, it's a it's a great event. You know, our, our 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 group, you know, we do it as, you know, just for the friendship, for hanging out together, for the camaraderie and just hanging out with people that that love to ride and to take on crazy challenges like this. We yeah. actually rebranded it um, a couple of years after it started. Um, and we named it after, after Eddie, uh, who is one, of, who is a part of the group um, that rode with, with the Wally's bike, bike shop uh, club. He was tragically killed in a, uh, in an accident where basically they, they, he was riding. There's a group that rides at 5.00 AM um, in Edinburgh, Texas, the road group. Uh, and he was riding out to that group and uh, he was, he was hit by a car um, and uh, his uh, bike actually, like when they hit him, he flew into the back of the truck, like his body. Oh, wow. Uh, and if you've ever read the news story, it's pretty sickening. Like the, the guys that hit him, like they drove and dumped his body in another place. Like they discovered like he was in the bed, bed of the truck uh, and they dumped his body somewhere else. So it's a really tragic accident. Uh, that happened, you know, and those, those guys, you know, obviously are serving time for, for what they did, but uh, they re they rebranded, renamed in honor of Eddie. Um, mm -hmm. It was then called Eddie's Hell of the South or EHOTS e as it's known now. Uh, and me and the Fast Cholo Racing guys, we went out and visited. We, we Obviously there's the ghost bike where it happened. So we visited the ghost bike and took, a, you know, took a picture there and just kind of 
in, in remembrance of Eddie and knowing that we have the event coming up uh, in his honor. So, yeah, yeah, I, I saw that photo and um, I, was, I was wondering about that because here in Houston, uh, there, there's a number of ghost bikes around, unfortunately. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the things I try to do uh, each each year right around All Souls Day um yeah you know, i you know, it says open to whoever wants to join me um yeah you know, it, it it's it's a free thing unsupported but you know we I, me and whoever joins me will we go around to you know you usually i try to get in about 10 ghost bikes you know on the route you know and uh we stop at each one and and just say a little little prayer for uh for that person and and their family, uh, and even when I on my commute, if I pass one, you know, I'll say a quick, uh, you know, hail mary and and uh, sign of the cross for for that person as I pass. But it, yeah, it's 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 yeah. God forbid if if something ever ever happens uh, like that to to anybody else, you know. But um, they're, they're all tragedies, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I I reflect back on how many ghost bike ceremonies that I've attended and you know it's it's been too many you know and, and it hit really close to home for me um about three years ago I had a really good friend of mine uh Rosie that got killed in, on a like a randonneering ride um and she was you know she was a really good friend I had just taken a picture with her that morning and then I got oh, wow. word you know, mid ride that she was killed. So, mm -hmm. uh, and that really affected my, my road riding. You know, I, I kind of transferred all of my road riding into gravel riding just to get off the roads. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I will occasionally go out, you know, if it's a protected ride, if there's a vehicle in front or back of us, Yeah. but of me going out by myself on the road, those, those were over after that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, well, I mean, the, the event itself, I mean, that, that sounds really awesome. Um, you know, as you know, we were talking before we started here, you know, I mean, I, I hear of, of events, you know, elsewhere in Texas and, you know, they seem to be centered, you know, usually in the, um, you know, Houston, Dallas and, and Austin kind of that, that triangle, um, of, of, of an area there and, um, and, and everything in between there. But, um, but yeah, it, it was exciting to see that I was like, oh, there, you know, this event in, in the Valley. And as I started, um, looking at the organization, I was like, I was like, oh, look, look at this. Cause there's, there's over a hundred members of, of, of Vorba. Um, and I noticed fast Cholo racing. Cause I, I remember seeing the, um, the Jersey over here at the, at the time trial championship. And I was like, I was like oh, what, what's that group? So when I was looking at this, uh, this event, I noticed, I was like, oh, these, uh, Fast Charlotte took home some uh, some some podiums uh, uh, at the at the time trial championship. So so it sounds like a, it's a group that that we we should be aware of and and should be watching for out there in the races. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, awesome. I mean, it's it's sounds like really really like an awesome and unique event. Um, yeah, I'd, I've wanted to ride down in the valley. Uh, we've got plans already for for the the holiday, but um, it's on my agenda this year to you know get down to um uh, like victoria and and down further south to to try some of the riding uh in in those parts of texas and so so yeah this is exciting 
yeah, Paul, anytime you come down, just shoot me a message and more than happy to take you around some of our local places where we ride. A lot of good gravel riding and mountain biking down here in South Texas, which people don't realize, you know, I, I'm always getting messages from people that are coming from out of town. Uh, we've got a, we've got a lot of people coming in from like SpaceX. Mm-hmm. We have that launch facility down in Boca Chica. So I have oh, like yeah, an engineer yeah, that said, hey, I'm, I'm getting ready to move down to that area. You know, can you point me in a direction where, you know, I can go ride and this and that. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's a lot of growth here and, you know, we're just trying to keep up with it. You know, there's a lot of bicycle infrastructure that's planned. We have uh, a big trail project in Cameron County called the Caracara Trail. Uh, and it's going to be like over 300 miles of interconnected gravel roads and paved trail that'll connect all the main cities in uh, Cameron County, uh, which is Brownsville, Port Isabel, uh, Harlingen, Real Hondo, San Benito, uh, okay. which is going to be really cool. And I've told everybody, it's like, if you're not doing gravel riding, um, it's a matter of time because that's the type of bike that's perfect for those types of trails because you can do distance and, mm-hmm. you know, you have uh, geometry, you know, that allows you to go off-road as well. So, yeah, so we're excited uh, about that. And, you know, there's a lot of different groups and clubs that are kind of emerging uh, before they were kind of like you could count on one hand the different <laughs> bicycling groups, and now there's like everything's kind of splintered and fractured and there's really a group for whatever style of riding or pace or uh, racing that you want to do which is really cool and uh, you know we I, we welcome all, all all types of clubs and uh, competition and things like that I just I just love to hear that because it it brings you together with you know with people that enjoy what you do uh, and allows you to explore new things. Uh, yeah. And in the case with Fast Cholo, you know, it, it's been it's been fun riding with the guys and getting input. You know, some of the guys are, are mechanics. So just getting tips and tricks on, you know, how to upkeep your your bike and just, you know, health, healthy lifestyle and even racing tactics and things like that. We'll, we'll get into. Um, so it's yeah. just exciting being part of a group that, that supports a lot of that. Cool. Uh, and, and so the the rate the race itself is. Um, looked like it was just one distance. You got 50 miles, right? Uh, yeah. There. Um, if you're doing the um, uh, the the race portion, uh, then and it's it's got to essentially be a, a road bike, rim calipers, um, drop bar. Um, you you're recommending, uh, well, it no no wider than a 28 um, right. mil tire. But no, uh, no personal sag either. I, no I personal sag, okay. People, yeah, they, they'd have a vehicle following them, you know, with all their equipment. <laughs> you you got to be self-sustainable. You got to have all your tools, all your parts, your tubes, your sealant, whatever you're running. Uh, you got to be <laughs> self-sustainable. So that, that's the yeah. critical part of it. Any any recommendations or like it, it, can you can you do it on gator skins or, you, or you de- do you need more of a gravel specific 28 uh, C tire or? Any, yeah, you know, that? if I would have known that when I raced it the last time, uh, I probably would have ridden like gator skins or something that was a little tougher and not paper thin like cottons. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would go with like a like a gravel specific um, tire that you know that meets the requirement that that'll fit a road bike with caliper brakes uh, mm-hmm. or um, like I said, like a, like a gator skin type type tire. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be riding my gravel bike on this one. <laughs> I, I kind of gave up on the classic style because I, just, I don't want to get any more flats. 
because <laughs> it's it's pretty rough terrain. Uh, yeah. as, when you start off, when you roll out, it's kind of a neutral rollout for the first uh, three or four miles, I believe, before you hit the first gravel segment. Um, so, but yeah, uh, you're gonna run into you know smooth gravel, rough gravel, you know washboard, uh, just just everything. And then it's even like it gets sandy. You know, like every oh, wow. good gravel race has a sand sandy section, right? So like when you yeah. get closer to like Sullivan. Uh, there's a, one section I remember distinctly that had sand and I was like, geez, you know, how do you write this? <laughs> so, uh, it, just be ready for a lot of fun. Uh, and you know, it's, it's not so much, you know, the race itself, but the challenge of being able to finish. Um, and like I said, you'll, you'll experience everything, including our famous South Texas heat and that part of the Valley, uh, the Hidalgo star County area uh it's usually like three to four degrees hotter than the east side of the valley which is closer to the coast yeah um so it's it's hot so make <laughs> sure you have plenty of hydration yeah yeah um and then i guess um so on on the the right itself um let's see you've got 50 miles uh mix of of terrain um oh uh, people can can register through through bike reg of course right is that that's what i saw and um and it's free as you mentioned but but y'all are taking donations towards the support of the event right and then uh yeah go ahead yeah we have a we have a meal option so if you want a post-ride meal um some of the guys are going to be barbecuing um so that's five dollars but you can donate as much as you want all proceeds go to running the event itself uh some of it will go toward vorba uh and that's that's the way it is we we're kind of doing this event as a free event this year next year we'll hopefully we'll make it a bigger much bigger event and we'll, you know we'll charge the typical race registration fees so some of it is just kind of an awareness about mm-hmm. the event itself that we're kind of opening it up this is the first time we've actually allowed like gravel bikes and mountain bikes and other types um but just know that next year you know that they'll they'll be um, it'll be more of a, a typical style event where you'll have different categories and podiums and stuff like that. This year, we're continuing with the tradition of it just being the classic race um, yeah. that that have podiums, but um, the others are just just mainly just in for it for the ride. Okay, cool, cool. So, so if people don't have plans already for the for the fourth of July, because this is on on July fourth uh, down yep. in McAllen, and um, and so if you don't have plans for it, I mean, or plans already in place, you can head down there, be one of the first people to get in on this while it, in the first year out of the shadows, if you will. Yep. <laughs> um, and and get the tradition. In the ground level. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, that, that's, that's awesome, David. I, I mean, it's, um, it really sounds like an event to, to keep an eye on, um, yeah, for this year and and for uh, going going forward as well. Um, yeah, and then I guess um, are are there other events you guys have planned coming up um, after this? Yeah, we've got um, we've we've we're in the planning stages of hosting um, a gravel another gravel event uh, that's going to be kind of a time trial style uh, race uh, out at Laguna Atascosa, which I had mentioned earlier. Um, so that's kind of in the discussion planning stages. We're talking about sometime in the fall for okay. that. In January, I usually host uh, a marathon mountain bike event down in Brownsville at Montebello Trails. 
so this one is a relay style um, marathon where you can race solo or a team of two, three, or four. Um, I do a Le Mans style start. So people hate me for that. I make them run. <laughs> Bikers hate running. Uh, and then they do a five mile loop uh, on our trail, uh, which is constitute. It's mainly flat. So you can go really fast. There's a lot of switchbacks. There's not a lot of technicality. There's no big drops or roots or anything like that. So mountain bikers can go really fast on there. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll be doing 10 laps, which will be about 50 miles total. Um, that usually happens in January. So I'll be announcing that probably in the next couple of weeks um, as an event. And then uh, hold the date for Timbra. Right now, we're tentatively scheduled for April 16th through the 17th on the spring championship series. Uh, if we're not okay. slotted there, then we're definitely in the fall of 2022 for the marathon. Okay. That race will be in Harlan at the Harlan General Royal Trails. Okay, nice, nice. And then, um, and I know you guys are on uh, Facebook. Um, are there any other areas that, that people should, if they're visiting and want to yeah. hook up a ride or something, is there somewhere else you that they can check? Definitely our Facebook group. So we have uh, mountain bike, uh, RGV mountain biking Varba on Facebook. Uh, we also have the Fast Cholo Racing uh, group page. Uh, websites, you can go to fastcholosealant.com uh, or vorba.org. Those are our websites. And, uh, you know, usually we'll announce events or upcoming rides on our social media. So just check with us. Uh, you can also reach out to me. Uh, I usually know what's going on every week, um, and uh, we're more than happy to give you all the tour or take you on a ride and uh, show you around, show you what we have to offer down in South Texas. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out this uh, fast cholo sealant. Uh, it it because you said it can be used in gravel. I assume it can be used in road tubeless as well. So um, right, so I'll have I, to have to check it out. I tell you, I I converted many years ago. I, I run it in my in all my mountain bikes. Uh, now on my gravel bike, it, it just, it, it's worked for me. It, it plugs really well. Uh, you don't get the, what they call the, 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 the stanimals, you know, like when you take your tube off and you got all those clumps of like cauliflower, you don't get that. Um, it smells really nasty when you take off your tire, but, uh, <laughs> it, it works really well. Uh, so I highly recommend it. And then, like I mentioned, um, fast cholo racing has an entire line of jerseys and, both mountain and, and road style jerseys. Uh, the most popular one is probably the Serape style, which, uh, you know, kind of has the rainbow colors all across it that everybody really, really loves. Oh yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I saw that at the time trial championship. It, it, it looks really sharp. Yeah. I, I got a downhill version of that one that I wore at spider mountain. I was getting a lot of compliments of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, kudos to my, to my buddy, Freddie, you know, he's, he's a good designer and designed his whole brand around, uh, his sealant. So, uh, take a look at it and, and, and join the lifestyle, the fast cholo <laughs> lifestyle. That's right. Thanks again, David, for being on the podcast. I'm looking forward to more events in the Valley. Again, you can register for Eddie's hell of the South at bikereg.com until Friday, July 2nd. The event itself takes place on July 4th. Other events coming up in Texas include spokes and sparklers for the recreational riders. This one takes place in Crawford, Texas on July 4th as well. Registration is on eventbrite.com. On the road race side, the Texas State Crit Championships are July 10th and 11th in Corsicana. 
Registration is on myraceresult.com. Also for racers, the 2021 Hotter in Hell 100 or Triple H races have opened for registration on bikereg.com. Those races will be August 27th through 29th in Wichita Falls. Now it's time for Feats of Glory. This is where we recognize Texans for cycling accomplishments or even those not from here for something achieved in Texas on the bike. This go-around, there's no question on who gets it. First up is Lauren Stevens of Team Tipco SVB for winning the U.S. National Championship Road Race. Also, Lawson Craddock of EF Education Nippo for winning the U.S. National Championship Time Trial. Congratulations to both of you. Well, it's time for me to get out for a ride, so that's a wrap on this episode. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You may also like Drop Bar Texas on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a ride to promote, feat of glory to share, or a question, email dropbartx at gmail.com. Until next time, have fun, enjoy the sun, or just rule five in. Thank you.